Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I am recording this intro today from my new office in my new home. Last week I moved, yes, again, if you've been following me for a while. We had a couple of different moves uh, during COVID, so we are finally in our um, apartment in Encinitas, and I'm right now looking outside. There are some really beautiful trees, and it's so peaceful here right now, and I just feel so good to be settled in. This week has definitely been stressful <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, just feeling like there's so much to do, putting together a house, and then also like taking care of my clients and you know working on the podcast. And you know, life is is happening. Um, and this week has been super incredible opportunities. I am getting ready to launch a very exciting program for you guys. It is starting next week, and on Thursday, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about it, Um, but it is a free challenge that I'm offering. It's a three-day challenge called the Magnetic Confidence Challenge, so this this is the first time that I'm announcing it out loud, and I'm really excited to share that with you, so... Um, Make sure that if you are not on my email list and you would like to join for the challenge, make sure to head on over to my website, amynatalieco.com. And um, if you download the Feminine Frequency Meditation Bundle, you'll join my email list, you'll get the free meditations, and then you'll also be there on my email list when I send out information about the challenge. So that's one way to find out about it. Obviously, if you're following me on Instagram at amynatalieco, you will definitely see find out about it there this week. Um, And again, on Thursday, I'm going to be sharing more info about that. So um, today's episode is with my dear friend, Renee Reese, and I'm so excited to have her here with us. And Renee is a transformational writer, speaker, teacher, and she's also known as the worthiness queen, which I absolutely love. She is an innovator in the personal development industry. As a kid, she always had her nose in a book, ready to learn or get lost in another world. And as an adult, with the same love for learning, she consistently learned about trauma, healing, the brain, the subconscious mind, and everything she could about personal development and self-improvement. It is this work that helped her to heal from her own trauma and be free from codependency, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. She is an attorney, certified success coach, NLP practitioner, time techniques practitioner and hypnotherapist. And Renee is a dynamic in-demand speaker and audiences love her for her practical application and takeaways, transparency and relatability. In her free time, she loves to do yoga, spend time with family, have long talks over good food with good friends, travel and wear bright pink lipstick wherever she goes. So I'm excited for you guys to learn more from Renee and, you know, we both have such a love for 
mindset work and really supporting women in becoming the absolute most empowered, confident, best versions of themselves. And Renee has her own spin and she also is um, such a, a powerful coach and leader. And I'm excited for you guys to learn from her today. So enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome, Renee, to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. We made it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so grateful to have you here. And I'm really excited because you're someone who is new in my space. And like we've had a few interactions, and every time that I connect with you, it just feels so easy. And we feel like we're on the same page and like we speak the same language. And I'm really excited to just learn more from you today and then really share your wisdom with the listeners too. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I I feel the same way. Like every time we interact, it's really good. So yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Amazing. When we talk about 2020, we talk about this being like the longest year ever because so much has happened. And I think in when we look at like the spiritual realm, we know that like time is just this like construct that we make up anyways, right? Um, and and that we can have different relationships to time. But I think overall for most people, this has been like a very, um, very, it's been a really long year so far with COVID and with everything going on with our modern civil rights movement, essentially. And um, you and I had touched base a couple weeks into after everything with after George Floyd's murder and everything happening with like the revolution. And um, I just really appreciated how you shared like what your experience was, because I think everyone's having a different experience around it. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about how these past few weeks have impacted you maybe personally and in your business and could even be some really beautiful things that have happened as well in the last few weeks too. Yeah. Um, so like you said, it, it has been a lot. Um, and just as a black woman in this space, I remember coming into the coaching space and feeling like, oh my gosh, there's not that many people that look like me that are doing what I want to do. And it was discouraging for, for a little bit. And, um, just seeing how the coaching space has shifted and the conversation has changed, over these past few weeks has been just almost surreal. Um, It's been just very like, wow, like I've been having these private conversations and I've been, you know, living this experience for a while. Um, So to see it brought out into the spotlight and everyone having this conversation um, is really beautiful in some ways. Um, It's also been (laughs) very triggering and, hard in other ways. It was, I remember I went out to protest and, um, and I just remember seeing everything on my feed and feeling like I was just overwhelmed with just, just the grief of, of all of it. And, um, I was preparing for a workshop last week called Thriving While Black. And the day before my workshop, I just broke down in tears. <laughs> like I'm a, like, I, I'm a crier. Um, I definitely like, cry through things but I hadn't cried in several weeks. And yeah, just feeling all of it, like seeing the beauty of um, these conversations that are happening and the shifts that we're making in the coaching industry and opening up some of the conversations that I've had in my private life, um, which were beautiful, but also seeing, you know, some 
other racist, ugly things um, was also really, really hard. But for me, it just reminded me like how much I love serving other black women and women in general and just, um, it just like renewed a sense of like, I'm never gonna let people like forget or erase us or um, treat us badly. Like this is something that I will fight for for the rest of my life. And um, I'm just excited to see what will come for us. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. And I can imagine that it has been an emotional time in so many different ways. Like you've mentioned, like there's probably some really um, overwhelming pieces of like, wow, look how people are showing up in such a powerful way and being in support and allyship and who, you know, want to really see Black women thrive. Because I know for me, like, that's what I want to see. I'm so excited to have you and some other brilliant women on my podcast that had this not happen, maybe there would have still been some type of divide that wasn't intentional, yet it was still there. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to um, a great um, podcast the other day about racism on or segregation on social media and how separate things are. And I think one of the best ways that we can bridge this gap is to really be like sharing. Like I want to be sharing more Black women on my podcast. I want to be having more um conversations together and learning from one another. And um, I feel super inspired by the work that you do. So for the listeners and for people who are not familiar with your work, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story of how you got to being a coach and a mindset coach. And I know you do hypnotherapy and a lot of other really have a lot of amazing tools in your toolkit too. So um, give us a little backstory about how you got here. Yeah. So before I was a coach, I was actually a lawyer for entrepreneurs and, um, I actually built that business, um, from scratch, sleeping on my friend's couch. And, um, I really built that business out of necessity. I was like, I had just got rejected from what I thought was my dream job at the time. And I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Like, what's going to happen? And a couple of my other friends are starting businesses and a couple of associates were, um, needing some legal help. And I was a lawyer, obviously. So they came to me and I was like, okay, well, maybe this can be a business. Um, and it took off um, and I was doing really well. I hit six figures, but I was deeply unfulfilled. I was, I was also a digital nomad at the time. And I just remember being in Bali and just pretty much chained to my laptop. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, I was burnt out. I had all these money mindset issues. I had money coming in, but um, I didn't have a healthy relationship with money. I was always scared of spending money. I would get, um, you know, notifications of a payment going out. I would freak out. Um, I was always like worried about my next client when the next client payment was coming. Um, it just didn't feel good. And I kept, I remember I kept meeting other six and seven figure entrepreneurs who were basically in the same boat. Like they, you know, were, successful on paper, but they were deeply unfulfilled and they did not feel worthy of feeling better in their business. They didn't feel worthy of um, ease. They didn't feel worthy of um, having a healthy relationship with money. And it just, I just had this moment with myself, like, if that's what success is, <laughs> I don't want it. I just, <laughs> you can keep that. Like everyone was just unfulfilled and unsatisfied and 
still worried about money, even though, you know, it looked like they had more money than me. So I was like, wow, this is interesting. I um, started learning more about the subconscious mind and actually let me backtrack for a second. So when I was in Bali, I had a, um, just an emergency money situation. I ended up owing the Indonesian government um, close to a thousand dollars in cash for something that went wrong with my visa. And um, here I am, the six-figure um, entrepreneur, and I did not have a thousand dollars in cash to give them, <laughs> which sounds crazy to me. <laughs> it sounds so insane. Um, I just didn't like. I had maybe like half of that, in, or or something in my savings, and you know, I had to. This was like one leg of my trip. I had I was going off to Singapore and I was going to Prague, so I had other flights lined up. So I had to cancel that flight. Um, I had to stay in Bali until I could get the money. I ended up having to borrow money from my mom and some friends to um, just rectify the situation. And I had a layover in Singapore, and I was so broke. And I was like, <laughs> it was the the only place I could afford to stay was this like gross motel. And I, like, it was so gross to the point that I didn't want to sleep there. Like I just, I, I was awake. Um, and I, I laid down and I laid um, clothes down on the bed so that I could just like lay down, but not sleep. And um, I just had this moment with myself, like, okay, <laughs> this is not okay. I don't know how we got here. I don't know why we're here, um, but we're going to figure this out. And we are like, I just cannot, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to find a way to not be burnt out and find a way to heal my relationship with money because this is, this isn't it. Right. Um, and around that time I knew that I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore and I didn't want to practice law anymore. It just wasn't, it wasn't even that I was burnt out. It was just, this gives me no satisfaction at all. Like I'm just not happy with this work. I know I'm meant for something different. Um, so then I started looking at, and I had friends and clients who were coaches. So I was familiar with the coaching industry and I just started learning about money and I started learning about um, the subconscious mind and, and all of that. And I remember, like I just mentioned, I remember having this moment where I was like, okay, I don't think anyone in this industry looks like me and I don't really know how I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do well or not. Um, and I just don't know if I can, you know, heal this relationship with money. Everyone, that I was learning from, you know, they just had a different situation. They, um, I, I would listen to their stories and it would be like, well, I just borrowed money from like my rich uncle or, you know, like my long lost family member, or whatever. And I just remember feeling like, okay, well, <laughs> that's great. That's just, you know, not my situation, not my story. And I had a moment where I was like, okay, well, you're just gonna decide that this is going to work for you. And um, yeah, it just has to. So I started learning about the subconscious mind. I did all of that. And shortly after that, I had my, my highest income month ever. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of the start to my coaching journey. Mm -hmm. Thanks for letting us behind the scenes. And I know <laughs> that, yeah, scarcity is real. Scarcity is not fun. It is definitely something that I think is deeply ingrained for for even, you know, people who are entrepreneurs, just like having these money blocks and 
I loved there were a couple of points in your when you share your story where you're like, yeah, I had this conversation with myself and I like committed to myself and I decided. And I think that that is really what gets to happen. And sometimes we have to get to those lower places where like, this isn't an option anymore, being unfulfilled, not enjoying my life, being burnt out, not having money to take care of things in case something comes up. Like all of that is just not an option anymore. And I I love that you shared that. And I think that those are the moments that even though they're some of the hardest moments because they're the, oh shit, like what is going to happen? It's the decision point. It's the decision point to either continue struggling or to move into another job that also is soul sucking that doesn't fulfill you or give up in some way and just like do something that's comfortable and easy. But the decision that you made and what your soul, what your soul was calling you forward to is like, okay, figure this out for yourself so that then you can now teach this to others, which is amazing. So I'm so happy that you became a coach. And um, I know that a big piece of what you teach about is money mindset. And underneath that, I know that a lot of what you teach about is worthiness. And with my clients, I know all day long, we get to, I get to remind them and get to teach them about like the value that they have to offer and that they are deserving of everything that they desire, even more than what they desire. So um, let's break down this conversation about worthiness and maybe like where it stems from. And if someone feels unworthy, how would they know like by the results in their life that like worthiness might be like the core of what's going on? Yeah. Um, sorry. I love this conversation. I just got so excited. Um, I just think that (laughs) I did worthiness is just at the core of pretty much every result in our life. So if you take something like money, um, a lot of times we have, you know, these income goals of like, I want to have my first 10 K month. I want to have my first 50 K month or whatever. And worthiness like everything else is just the belief. Um, just feeling those feelings of unworthiness is in large part of belief. So if you're saying like, I want this next income goal, or I want this relationship, or I want this um, living situation or whatever, um, and you can like positively think about it and have all those things, but your body and your, your belief system, your subconscious mind has memorized feelings of unworthiness, um, then it's going to be really hard to get and it's going to be really hard to manage and keep. And uh, where it stems from is, you know, uh, most people, like when we're kids, like from the ages of zero to seven, we have, we're like walking, talking, subconscious minds, basically. So if you, you know, if you're having a, a situation when you're a child, whether it's going through trauma or just something happens or something doesn't land right for you as a kid. Um, let's say you weren't picked in gym class or let's say something even um, more significant like abuse or trauma or something like that. Our minds start to form beliefs based on those events. And uh, as you grow, it doesn't just <laughs> go away because our subconscious mind has perfect memory. So um, worthiness can stem from things like that. And it also come from things that we experienced in adulthood, like as, um, even as entrepreneurs, like some of us may have, you know, goal trauma of we, we wanted a certain thing, it didn't happen. And now we don't feel worthy of the thing. And now we're walking around with that unworthiness as well. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. 
Yeah. 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 So I love that you got down to like the root of where unworthiness comes from. But what I really love that you just shared too, is that worthiness. And I guess we could say like this unworthiness conversation or this lack of belief in yourself, um, is not only something that comes from our childhood, because that anyone who's studying mindset work and understand learning how to understand the subconscious and conscious mind, we're all told that, you know, our worthiness conversation happens, starts when we're younger and very likely it does. And then your mind will actually choose, your, your mind will perceive things to, um, your mind will perceive things to basically like prove that you're unworthy, yeah. right? So you're going to attract situations. You're going to attract men that remind you how unworthy you are. You're going to attract um, clients or um, career opportunities that remind you how unworthy you are until you really change that belief system that's deep down underneath. But what I really love that you shared was that it's not just from childhood and that it can also be from adulthood and from challenging experiences, whether you are like moving to a new city and you have a hard time making friends. I mm -hmm. have a ton of clients who, you know, when they relocate, it's very challenging and then they lose their confidence or it, it's, it, it plays in there. So I think that is such an important reminder that, you know, yes, a lot of it does stem from more younger, but also that it can happen from any challenging situation in your life. Absolutely. And I love what you said just about um, when you have that wound, you start choosing those things over like over and over and over again until it finally hits you like, oh, wow, <laughs> like, this is um, a pattern in my life that has emerged. And, you know, I want to heal that. Yeah. So, you know, for people who are listening who might realize like, oh, I always attract unavailable men. Right. Or I always uh, somehow end up not having enough money to pay my bills or just enough money to pay my bills, but not more than that. And I always attract, you know, friends who don't stay like those are all conversations around worthiness. And so you shared a little bit about the subconscious piece of it. So how does one start to shift this belief that belief system that's potentially deeply ingrained from when they're younger? What are some of the ways that we can start to shift this belief system? Yeah, let's say a couple of things. So like for someone who's always attracting unavailable men or unavailable friends or whatever, um, I would first, it's great that you notice the pattern. Um, that's the first step, right? Um, and I would say, where is this showing up for you in your relationship with yourself? So where and what areas are you abandoning yourself? In what ways are you judging yourself? In what ways are you unavailable to yourself? Um, I would first focus on just that relationship with yourself and like connecting way deeper with yourself, whether that's through meditation or whether that's through um, just a different ritual, whether it's taking a walk or, you know, whatever, just connecting with yourself and really like being there with yourself and just seeing what you're like and um, just being there for yourself, um, in a different way. Um, and then I would also really focus in on your vision. Like if you've been focusing on survival, if you're just like, I just want someone to stay, or I just want, um, this next money month or whatever. Um, instead of saying just, because I think just is still survival, right? I would really challenge you to think about your vision and like, if you could have what you wanted and of course you can, if you could have what you wanted, then what would that look like? Like, what would that dream relationship look like? What that, what would that, um, what would someone not abandoning you look like? What would, 
uh, what are the type, types of things that you would do if you had a certain friend, like uh, a stable friendship? You know, what are some of the things you would share with your friend? What are this? What are the things you guys would do together? What type of activities? Um, if it's um, with money, like a picture that. Like, what what would you do with all that money? What would you what would you spend it on? What are some of the experiences that you would love to uh, be a part of? Like, start really, really, really dreaming and like don't hold back at all. Um, and I think when you um, what's the word when you level up that desire, it it makes makes things so much easier because if you're just avoiding and you're just like, Oh, I don't really want that. Or I just want this, or I just want to get by. It's like, okay, great. But when you start like really getting sexy with the vision, it's like you get so excited and get you and you get motivated and you want to um, start to transform that as well. So I would definitely start there and think about, since you know, the belief that people always abandon you, think about what you would want to believe. Like what, What's a new belief that would support you and like get crazy about that belief? I would say it over and over. I would, you know, record myself saying it. I would um, picture myself uh, already receiving it and seeing what that that feels like and getting obsessed with that emotion. And um, if it's peace or joy, fulfillment, like start feeling that and bringing those feelings into your daily life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get sexy with that vision. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm into it. I, I love sexy visions. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I didn't, it's a quote. I didn't. It's it's a quote. It's great that you said it. I'm so happy that you said it because everyone needs a sexy vision. That's because right. Honestly, like I mean, I think I mean I don't know if everyone has heard this before, but like we do the things that we think about the most and give the most attention to is what's going to grow. So if your attention on is on just surviving, you're going to keep just surviving. Right. Mm -hmm. But if your attention is on this big vision, which, you know, I find that so many women are afraid to give them themselves permission to want what they want. Right. They're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, if I want that, then that means I'm going to leave people behind if I'm there. So I can't do that. Or the mind will do like these weird things or I'm super grateful for what I have. So I don't need to have anything else. I had this amazing (laughs) conversation. I ended up doing a Facebook live in my discover your confidence group this week around that, because I noticed that one of my clients who's brilliant and she's manifested so many amazing things in her life, she kept being like, yeah, I'm so grateful for everything I've manifested in the past. I'm so grateful for what I have now, but she kept getting stuck. And I was like, well, let's talk about being grateful for things that haven't happened yet. And like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to want more and it's okay to be grateful and still want more. Like you're allowed to want more. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes I'll talk to people who are like, they'll, they'll tell me their vision and it's kind of like, ah, but I'm scared that it's just like a pipe dream, or I don't know if this is possible. And a lot of them are stuck in the, um, well, it just takes time. Like I'm happy with where I am now. Like I'm grateful for where I am now. And it's like, sure, fine. But like, (laughs) you could have so much more, you know, like there's so much more available to you if you want it. And I'm, it's great to be grateful. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a gratitude freak. I'm a gratitude fan. But there's there's much more um, that can be available if you allow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think another reason why people are afraid to to dream big again for everyone who's listening, I would love to hear from you guys what comes up for you around this conversation about creating a vision for yourself or dreaming big. Um, 
So you guys can send me a message on Instagram or send me an email, but I, you know, I think a lot of it is being afraid of failing. And so it's like, oh, if I actually create this vision and what if it doesn't happen, then there's this shame or this proof that you can't do it again. And I know that that can be one of the biggest reasons why people just don't start in the first place is because they're afraid of failing. And I know that you've had a long entrepreneurial journey and along the way we, we do, we don't, not everything works out exactly how we want it to. So um, I'd love for you to speak into this idea of like failure or fear of failure that holds people back. Yeah. Um, first I would say like, think about failure, like what that actually looks like. So for example, um, I did a speaking gig one time and it was one of my first speaking gigs and it went horribly. Like it went so, so bad. And I remember feeling like, okay, um, what am I going to, like, I, I remember feeling the feelings of like embarrassment and a little bit of shame. And I was like, okay, like, well, what am I going to do about this? And I was like, okay, I made a decision. This is never going to happen to me again. So like, what, what did I, what could I do differently? And I just, it was a, it was a new talk that I was trying out and I just didn't, I should have like thought it through more or, um, I just, there were things I would have done differently, um, so that I'd be more prepared. And so my audience would have had, um, just a, a better time. And then I had those feelings and then I went to the beach that day and I was like, okay, I'm going to still enjoy the rest of my day. Like that was a horrible experience. Um, but I survived, like I'm not, you know, no one booed me out of the room or anything. So I think we build up this, these failures to be like, oh my gosh, everyone's watching and everyone's going to see me fail and it's going to be this terrible thing. And I have to just hide for the rest of my life. Um, when honestly it's perfectly okay. And like, people love to see your journey. People love to see not necessarily your failure, but just seeing you grow and seeing you learn from these experiences and it humanizes you. We want people who are, who are human. We want people who aren't perfect. And I would say that if you're like fair, uh, scared, well, sorry, why can't I talk? Um, if you are scared of failing, I would really contemplate like what's really going to happen. Like I would encourage you to just remember that nothing is at stake. You know what I mean? Like your dream is not at stake. Like you get to have your dream. You get to have your vision. Um, your relationship isn't at, at stake. Like your, your livelihood isn't going to be at stake. Like you are safe, like building that, um, this internal feeling of safety and, and certainty and knowing that no matter, like, even if you stumble, if you have a speaking gig that sucks, if you have a launch that flops, no one's going to care. <laughs> it's just, it's just between you and you and, um, nothing's at stake because, you know, you'll learn and you'll do the next one better. And, um, you're still going to fulfill your purpose and you're still going to have your dream. And it's all part of the journey. Like this is your failure gives you those stripes. Like you are, you know, a learned entrepreneur once you have a, a, a flop launch or, you know, just one of those quote unquote failures. Um, so it's part of the journey, embrace it, learn to love it. And then if all else fails, take yourself to the beach after and have a good day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much the mind builds up, like how horrible something could possibly be, whether it's even something as simple as like having a, I mean, not simple, but having a challenging conversation with someone mm -hmm. and like, oh my God, they're never going to want to talk to me again. They don't, you know, they don't like me or like, what if I mess this up? What if I say it wrong? 
And, you know, I think this is where, and you and I both teach a lot about self-love of like the conversation with yourself that like, no matter what happens, I'm still going to love you anyways. Like this conversation that we're having with ourselves is even if I mess up, like it doesn't mean anything about me that I'm stupid or that I'm bad at this, or it's, we all have to start somewhere. Right. And I loved your example of, you know, your first speaking gig with this specific, you know, topic. I mean, I've had experiences too, where I've had a failed launch. I've had many experiences that would be quote unquote considered failures, but they didn't ruin me. Of course it was uncomfortable or it didn't feel good. And I was bummed out about it. And, you know, I've had support through it. I didn't necessarily have to like do it all on my own. So, um, yeah, I think that you and I are obviously as coaches, both big believers in having a coach and working with a coach, um, because at least in my experience, I've had really powerful breakthroughs when I do work with coaches. And yeah, I'd love to hear what your journey has been with that. Like, you know, yes, being your own supporter, but also having like a mentor or a coach to support you. Because I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast have been doing personal development in the sense of reading books or listening to podcasts, but they haven't quite gotten to the point where they have opened up to receive support or, um, invested in themselves in some way. So I'd love to hear about what your experience has been in, you know, having the coach yourself. Yeah. So I'm someone who has invested continuously and will always. Um, and I think sometimes a, a client said to me, um, you know, sometimes you're a coach and you feel like, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing. Like I kind of got it going on. Like I could figure this out. And after one of our first sessions, she was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, this is, this has shown a light on just so much stuff that I didn't even see. And even me recently joining a mastermind, um, my coach said something to me. Um, she was just giving me a tweak about something. And I was like, it seems so simple, but I was like, where have you been all my life? Like, oh my gosh, this is, oh, I'm so glad that I get to get to have support. And I think we sometimes get this whole, like, I could do it myself and, you know, I'll figure it out. And I just don't think that every, like, everything is figure outable, but not everything should be, you know? And I think it, it also comes down to worthiness. Like, you're worthy of getting the support and the help that you need. Like, you don't have to spend hours on Google figuring things out or, um, trialing and erroring over and over and over again. It feels so good for me. Anyway, it feels so good for me to just have someone in my corner. Like when you're going through launches and when you're going through, um, you know, just work stuff, it's so life-changing to have someone have your back, to have someone have a second pair of eyes on your stuff, to have people cheering you on, um, to have just that insight where, you know, when stuff is unconscious or subconscious, like we can't see ourselves, you know, like we can't see ourselves all the time. So having someone else say, Hey, like this is a pattern or, Hey, why don't you change this? Or, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, that is a game changer for your business for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I myself too, have just found, um, you know, just coaching just accelerates my growth tremendously. Like I, I would not be nearly where I am today in my business and my relationship and my life without having coaches and mentors. And uh, a lot of my clients will say, you know, I've, I was struggling with this thing in my mind all week. And then in like less than an hour on a session, we broke through it. And it's like, just this huge relief where, you know, you can do it on your own eventually. 
I also believe that we can't see what we can't see. And like, we all have blind spots. Like you said, we all can't see certain patterns. And if someone can point that out to you sooner or bring awareness to it sooner and just be real and honest with you about it, because that's the other thing is like, your family and friends will like people please you and bullshit you all along and just like make you want to feel good and like be really nice to you. And that's great. And like when you have a, a coach who's going to be like, Hey, I know where you want to go. And I know that this thing's blocking you. So I'm going to point it out to you in a really loving way. Like it's the biggest gift that you can get the biggest gift that you can give yourself. So, um, yeah, that's, thank you for sharing about your experience with coaching too. Yeah. I, I like what you said about like, you can figure it out yourself eventually. Like you obviously can, like no, like no one's saying you can't figure it out, but the acceleration piece has been the best piece for me. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Well, I'm so glad that everyone got to hear a little bit about your, just like the way that you think about mindset and your specialties and really getting to like the root root cause of these limiting beliefs that create money blocks, that create blocks in business, that create blocks in, you know, your relationship with yourself. So if people want to learn more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at the Renee Reese. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And then I also know that you were super generous and you're sharing a free gift. It's a worthiness hypnosis for So for those of you who's mind was open today a little bit more around this conversation around worthiness and you want to go deeper hypnosis is one of the most effective ways to reprogram the subconscious mind and to start to shift those beliefs so renee has created that and that will be in the show notes and that you can go to it's renee slash readiness so you guys can check that out and is there anything else that you wanted to share today renee before we hop um... off no, just you are worthy, guys. And I hope you enjoy the hypnosis if you get it. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, and that is the end of our show with Renee Reese. Make sure to head on over to the show notes so that you can download her worthiness hypnosis. And if you have not left a review yet on iTunes, please head on over to iTunes today and leave a five-star rating and review that will help me to get this podcast into more ears of more women around the world. And again, make sure to tune in this Thursday as I will be sharing more about my upcoming magnetic confidence challenge. Have a beautiful day. 